Hello, Church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell, and I'm the Women's Ministry Director for New Vision's Buchanan Campus, and this passage in 1 John for today is going to bless your heart. We're in 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, and today I'm reading in the New International Version, the NIV. It says this, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Oh, friends, I hope that that hits straight to the marrow of your bones this morning. You are loved lavishly by our great, great Father God. So lavishly are you loved that you are able to be called a child of God. And that is what you are. I love this verse, verse one of chapter three. Um, Memorize this verse. Let it just, again, soak to the very marrow of your bones. There is nothing more profound than the great love that our Father has lavished upon us, that we can be called children of God. And that is what we are, exclamation point, right? And I just, I really encourage you, um, no matter what your experience with earthly love has been, can I just assure you that the the love of God far surpasses anything that you could ever have known or hoped or imagined on this side of glory in human people, in human flesh. And so no matter what hangups or no matter what um, mishaps you may have experienced in the love of those who are human, that is not the love of God. Our love of God is perfect and pure and it is lavished freely upon us that we may be his children. And the reason the world doesn't know us is that it didn't know him. And I love here in verse two, John, he's just so passionate in this passage and I love it. He says, dear friends, now we are children of God. Don't miss it. I can just feel the urgency in his heart and in his mind. He wants you. He wants me. He wants everyone who reads this passage to understand that there is a love that far surpasses anything that we could ever hope or imagine. And it's ours because of Christ Jesus. The Father lavished it on us. And he says, dear friends, now we are these children of God, but what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Well, as we already mentioned, this passage really starts just highlighting the amazing, incredible, um, unfathomable love that God has shown to his children, to believers. And this love is so all-encompassing that he has actually adopted us as his own. We are joint heirs with Christ, scripture says. Just try to even wrap your head around that. It's too magnificent. It's too wonderful to even comprehend. And this phrase, children of God, that John is emphasizing and re-emphasizing, even using all these exclamation points, which I am guilty of overusing in speech, but this is the right place for them. Um, He says the children of God, and that emphasizes that we have a new identity in Christ. And it's the intimacy of our relationship with him that that allows this beautiful father-child relationship. 
And you know what? The world may not recognize or understand that identity because it's blind to God's truth. And that differs, right, from what we know as believers. But as believers, the love that we experience through God um, is divine and it shapes us because it shapes who we are in him. And so that's the other part that this passage really addresses is in the second verse especially is that we have this present identity. We are children of God. That is who we are, okay? that's He wants that to be very clear. That is our identity. We are children of God, not just now, but also for eternity. And that's what's so precious because he says, we are children of God. That's now. We That's our present identity. We can live and thrive in that knowledge. But we also have this beautiful hope of the future and that what we will be as children of God in the future, we don't fully understand that yet. It's not fully been made known to us. But what we do know, the most important thing we know, is that when Christ appears, we will be like him, we will be with him, and we will see him as he is. And that is the hope that motivates us to purity. So in the now and in the not yet, we are children of God. And what that will look like in the future will be different than what it looks like today because we'll be fully made um, into the image of Christ as he desires us to be in that identity. But that our current state, the, the, you know, the takeaway is really that our current state is not our final destination. We have a hope of Christ's return. And that hope is what drives us. That hope is what motivates us um, that Christ is coming back again. And so that should lead us into a motivation for purity, to purify ourselves from sin and to strive for both moral and spiritual purity through the process of sanctification, through the power of the Holy Spirit, which transforms us more into the image of Christ as we read his word, as we spend time in intimate study with him as a father to a child. And I want to share with you something that um, has recently just been so profound in my life. I have um, been involved in some biblical counseling, receiving some biblical counseling, and my counselor is just amazing. But one of the things that um, she challenged me on recently was that Um, sometimes I struggle with really wanting to bring everything before the Lord because I kind of feel like, you know what? He already knows, right? Do you, have you ever felt that way? And what she reminded me is just how I would feel towards my own children. If my children came to me and wanted to talk about something, but they said, well, mom, you already know, you don't, you don't need to know about it. I would want to know, right? Yes, I may already know what they're talking about or what has happened, but I want them to pour out their heart to me. I want to hear what they have to say. I want to make sure that they are assured of my love. And so we have that same immense privilege with our God, the Father, that yes, he knows, he knows these things, but he calls us to be his children to approach him as our heavenly father. And no matter what your um, earthly father situation is like, it may be wonderful, it may be challenging, it may be non-existent, whatever that is, I just encourage you that our heavenly father um, will not fail you. He will not abandon you. He will not reject you. He will not disappoint you. He will not um, in any way treat you um, with any sort of conditional love. His love is lavish. His love is unconditional. His love is immense. And he calls you his child if you are a believer. And 
So that's what we are. We are children of God. We are now and we will be for eternity. And what we are in, in our form it will change. We have that hope um, of glory, of a future identity that looks slightly different than now. But what will not change is that we are loved, we are chosen, we are accepted by Almighty God as our Father. And He longs to love us as a father loves his child. He longs for us to come to Him to be with him, to pour out our hearts to him, and to know him. We can truly know him. What a privilege. What an immense, amazing, unmerited privilege that we have to call him Daddy, our Abba, our Father. See what great love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. Dear friends, we are the children of God. And we have hope in him that we will see him as he is. And he sees us as we are and he loves every single part. So I pray that that encourages you today. I pray that you will lean in to any place where you are assigning any kind of human attributes to our divine God and maybe misunderstanding the fullness and the power and the divinity of his love for you um, and that you will ask him to reveal that to you and that then you will rest in this beauty of being his child but that resting and being his beauty isn't a um, lazy rest it's a it's a rest that calls us then to action prepares us for action and that action is to participate fully in the sanctifying process of the Holy Spirit so that we will be purifying ourselves just as he is pure because of the hope that we have within us. Oh, friends, I pray that you feel how deep and how wide is the love of God for you in this moment and in all of eternity. And I pray that you will see him as he is and that you will find him in the everyday moments of your life, in the hard, in the good, in the everything, and that you will give him all glory. Be blessed. Mm-hmm.